Hello and welcome to a very special edition of Book Faces Live. Uh, I'm your host and tonight I'm uh, coming to you as a special nighttime edition of, of Book Faces Live. Um, I've seen a few people already uh, signed on to watch and have gotten uh, ahead of me on the, the evening drinking, it looks like. Um, but yeah, today today's going to be a little bit of a, a different uh, departure from our usual daytime episodes. Uh, today's initial episode is going to be a, a chat with uh, author Alan Janney, um, a good friend of mine who uh, we were going to discuss mysteries and thrillers, but uh, due to some unforeseen, well, possibly foreseen, but um, childcare complications on my end, uh, had to had to switch things up a little bit. We're going to be doing a, a nighttime edition, uh, but there may be a special guest popping in. I may have a um, another internet live drinker joining me in a little bit here. We're going to see if we can make that work uh, special special guest author coming in for an interview in a little bit. But um, I see Boo Walker's walk, walk, watching. Hi, Boo. Uh, Vaughn Whitlock's watching. Chrissy's watching. Hi, Chrissy. Uh, Vicky, Patrick, Benjamin. All right. And uh, my mom's watching. There you go. Um, good to see you. I'm glad everyone could, could sign on and, and say hi. And um, I know it's been an, a difficult time for everyone right now. So, I, of course, I hope you are all uh, safe and healthy uh, during this stressful time, during this uh, coronavirus crisis, of course. And it can be very taxing and very stressful for everyone for a lot of different reasons. And it's a, you know, obviously a major disruption for everyone. And no matter who you are, it has absolutely uh, affected you in some way or another. So um, for me, I think today was the first day where it, where it really hit me. I've been kind of doing this for a week or so. Uh, staying home from uh, my other work and you know kind of switching into this uh, daytime childcare situation where we've got our toddler two-year-old home all day and um, now I'm switching to nighttime internet drinking as a way to help uh, cope with the stress but um, I'm sure you were all going through your own uh, individual struggles as well um, it, like I said, it's a major disruptor to writing, especially if you're a writer, if you're um, maybe if you're home working uh, for the first time, if you work a different job and now you're trying to learn to work from home in this uh, new environment, that can be very challenging, especially if you have kids. But even if you don't, uh, if having to adapt to this sort of almost self-employed type lifestyle where you don't have someone immediately directing your uh, activities can be very difficult, especially for people who haven't done it before. I've been managing, um, I do, I'm home, working from home several days a week already normally. Uh, so it hasn't been a, that part hasn't been a big change, but what has been a big change, of course, is, is how I do it. Um, you know, technically, like I, I do a lot of my writing out and about, actually. Um, interestingly enough, my big reward for a, a morning of good writing is going out to, to lunch and having tacos somewhere. Um, or uh, even on days when I am working at the airport job that I have, I'll take a nice long break and I'll go and write somewhere, um, usually one of my taco shops, and I'll write there for a couple of hours. Just how I get a lot of my writing done. And of course, none of those things are options right now. Um, all my favorite taco places are to-go only. And um, I'm watching a two-year-old all day, so um, trying to get stuff done in the evenings. I'm a bit of a night owl, so that's not too bad. But um, everyone's having to adapt and shift, and uh, of course, try to stay healthy, and you know, find new ways around this this situation. Especially if you got a spouse working from home, um, things like that. That's you know, it's it's a stressful time for everyone, especially you know, watching the news and such. Um, 
Marilyn says, I've been drinking a lot more iced tea. <laughs> um, tonight I am trying out a, uh, a new, uh, really delicious sipping tequila. My, it's my drink of choice tonight. What I've got is a uh, Casamigos Anejo uh, tequila, which I looked up has been apparently aged 18 months, and it's very delicious. Um, good little sipping tequila. You can actually drink it straight, which is nice. Um, so I have a couple shots of that. I did splash a little lime juice in there, um, but I did take a few sips of it prior to um, doing that, and it was actually quite delicious all on its own. It's pretty smooth. So if you're looking for um, a good tequila to get you through the next uh, rest of your isolation, um, I so far I highly recommend this, Casamigos. Poured my couple of shots out of my Know Your Why shot glass that I got from uh, the 2017 writers um, conference that was um, in Austin, um, the Smarter Artists Summit. So thank you to Johnny, Sean, and Dave who um, have you know provided for us in our time of need. Somehow they knew that there was going to be a uh, you know a, a need for these in the future and they, they predicted that. So um, I'm going to try to actually call up, we're going to see if we can't call up um, good friend of mine, Lucy Score, who I think has also been online doing some um, live internet drinking in one of her groups. So we're going to hang on just for a minute. We're going to try to dial her up and, and see if she answers. And uh, if not, we'll call her back in a couple minutes. But she, I think, has been on her, uh, possibly on her Facebook group. So we'll see if we'll see if she answers. Hello. Hi. <laughs> oh, there you are. Okay, so let me see if I can get you up on screen here. I gotta add you in. There you are. All right. Ooh. Welcome. You are live on the internet. Right. Oh, this is exciting. Right Hello, internet. Hi. Hi. Good to see you. So I, you so I understand you are already you are already doing a little bit of uh, pre-drinking and uh, on the internet already tonight. Um. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about at all. <laughs> that looks good. This is a dirty, dirty, dirty martini. martini. Yeah, no, that's excellent. That looks, that looks really good. Cheers. I was just cheers. I was just uh, describing for people my current glass of uh, tequila. Ooh, what is having. it? It is this um, Anejo Casamigos tequila, which is very good, very smooth. I've been sipping at it. Um, that is the bottle that we broke going to Boo's house. Oh really? Oh my gosh! Yep. Yeah, yeah, we um. So, internet. <laughs> Nathan Van Koops and I go to a conference in St. Pete's every year. Nink, Mr. Lucy comes along, and last year we were going to author Boo Walker's house, and I thought it would be super great to bring a nice bottle of tequila. Yeah. And um, so we put it in that the hatch of the uh, SUV that we were renting. And um, Mr. Lucy drives like a madman. <laughs> and um, when we got to, I don't, I don't remember. Oh, it was just our, the parking lot of our. We were staying in an Airbnb, yeah. and he pops the hatch and boop, 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 smash. Oh, that is sadness. Of, too. I mean, the whole parking lot smelled like tequila for twenty-four hours, and oh. I didn't get to drink any of it. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and that I'm is glad a you're shame. Enjoying it though. It is. It's actually it's a it's a very good. So next time we will get some sort of packaging for the trunk. Of your guys' car for the next of booze parties. Um, yeah, that is a tragedy. But we all had a good time at the party anyway. It was an excellent yes, gathering yeah. of authors. Even without the tequila. Yeah. Um, Boo took good care of us at that party. 
which was, which was great. Pizza. Um, got a few other watch- authors watching. Kevin McLaughlin, former guest of the show, is watching. Um, Hi, Kevin. James Rasone is watching. He says, how did my surgery go? Actually, yeah, that went well. Thank you, James, for asking. I was laid up last week for a few days in bed. Um, had a had an operation, a hernia surgery. and But the, I'm back on my feet, out, up walking around. The dog is much happier now. He was very sad that uh, I was not able to walk him for a few days. But he's, <laughs> he's much improved now. Poor um, Atticus. Oh, yeah, poor guy was miserable. So, um, But, yeah, things are good. How are you doing? How are you handling... Um, <laughs> the current the current situation we see how you're handling it but, but how are you <laughs> i don't know i was thinking about this today i don't think i have i saw a version of this coming as it, the news was coming out of china but yeah. i had no idea what the reality of it would be and i was just thinking about it today i i still i don't know if any of us can quite grasp how how big this is and mm-hmm. all of the ramifications we are going to be feeling for the rest of our lives yeah. over this and how um i don't know it, none of us were prepared but there's a lot of really amazing stories coming out of this and i try to focus on that a lot because it's very easy to get dragged down and when you write romantic comedies yeah nobody wants a downer yeah <laughs> Yeah, it is easy so, to get kind of caught up in that spiral of the news cycle, and it's such yes. a doom and gloom cycle. But yeah, then, and I'm uh, I'm yeah. really I took Becca Symes' class, uh, Write Better, Write Faster, and mm-hmm. um, you learn a lot about you take personality quizzes throughout that, and it kind of explains why you react to things the way you do, and why you structure your day the way you do, and how you should, you know, uh, it gives options on what you could do to be better. And mm-hmm. I have. I have a serious empathy problem. I have way too much of it. So if, Mm. if people that I care about, if I'm concerned about them, if they, if I feel like they're in danger or anything, I can't focus on work. I can't produce, I can't be creative. Um, so the first week of this, I wasn't writing at all. Um, but, um, this week I've been really limiting, um, my intake of news and focusing a lot more on the stories of people helping each other and, and things like that. And it's made a big difference. Yeah, no, that's excellent advice because it is, we have to take care of ourselves. Um, it's kind of like you got to keep your own oxygen mask on too, kind of a thing. And right. uh, I think a lot of us have, at least I know personally, I think I'm fine. You know I mean? Not that I know that I'll be okay. You know, we've got savings, things like that, you know, like, you know, financially. But there, there are a lot of ways that this affects us beyond just the financial crisis or, or you know, um, you know, our health, obviously, there's a lot of other ways that if and emotionally is a, is a big one, of course, um, you know, you empathizing with others and um, having to absorb that much uh, negative negativity can obviously be very, very challenging. Right. Um, yeah. th- thank God for the Internet and memes, um, because some of the jokes have been outstanding. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> on point. Yeah, Sorry, you, the cat needed in. Oh, as she's she's not on lockdown. <laughs> <laughs> there were a lot of posts about that today where um, it was people saying like, oh, I, uh, I had a Zoom meeting and my cat said, oh, me too. <laughs> because, you know, they're, they're involved now. There was one, there was a picture I saw earlier today where 
someone had wanted his cat to look more professional in Zoom meetings, so he got him a bunch of little cat ties to wear because he knew he was going to show up in the meeting anyway. So he has little cat, you know, ties. To, I'll have to post a picture of it. It's hilarious. That's awesome. So yeah, Cleo showed her face in my live last night and was yeah. very, very insistent that I be done for the day. Yeah. And it's, you know, the, the, pets, the pets are probably the biggest winners in this scenario, honestly. They're Did like, you see? I, I screenshotted it from Twitter. Usually Twitter's a cesspool internet. Don't right. go there. Yeah. Um, but, sorry, I'm opening some jelly-filled crumpets right now. We have no rules tonight. This dessert of champions. <laughs> the chaser to a dirty martini. There's going to be um, glass, ice clinking in glasses and all kinds of ambient perfect. noises on this episode. that people Real are life, gonna... guys. Real yeah. life. But I saw a woman posted that she noticed her dog's tail was like he was holding his tail funny, and here he had been so excited to have the whole family home for so long, but he sprained his tail from wagging it. Oh my gosh, <laughs> poor guy! That's the yeah. sweetest thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Mm. Animals really, yeah, they're the they're just the best. Um, see, Brian Lester's watching. I see, Todd Hodges is watching. Uh, Kenzie's oh, watching. See, lots of lots of friendly, fun faces watching tonight. So, uh, <laughs> thank you all for for tuning into our nonsense tonight and uh, and saying hi. We hope you are you're doing well. What are you eating? I missed this. Is, is this a Twinkie? Jelly filled crimpets. Oh, okay. It's like a fancy Wait, tw- I, fancy, let me get to the fancy jelly. Twinkie. Hang on. Hang on. <laughs> okay. Good job. That, that, that does that does go well with your shelf stable. Yeah, that's true. Those will still be here in a long time. Um, how, did you stockpile? Did you have you mm-hmm. braved the grocery store? What has been your your level? Of, we've, your um, level? we've been careful. We don't want to take from people who desperately need it. Um, oh, you're a good human who doesn't take all the toilet paper. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Funny. You're story, not a monster. Though, when we first heard that there was a toilet paper shortage, I laughed, and then I looked at our inventory, and I was like, shit we're out yeah yeah <laughs> so we did have to go get some but it was before the scare hit here so we mm-hmm. we got a normal amount and we were fine um we had by happenstance no, we're, we're, we're well sorry. stocked i mean yeah. we we have it if i cook <laughs> we could be here for like five weeks no problem yeah um we also have a restaurant in our neighborhood that's um obviously not dine-in anymore so they converted everything to curbside and to go so I walked down last night and ordered, um, we had braised short ribs with mashed Ooh. potatoes and a big salad, and bread and gravy, and it was amazing and delicious. And then tonight I was busy working and I was like, oh my gosh, it's dinner. We had radishes. <laughs> 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 tomorrow it's tacos. Tomorrow I will make up for tonight. But yeah, yeah radishes and jelly filled crumpets. Hey, and dirty And alcohol. You're good. Yeah. No, I think How that's... about you guys? Do you have to... How are you stocked? Do you have we're, hyper snacks we were very, and everything? We were very fortunate. Um, my wife is the planner, and she, uh, by happenstance, we had ordered from Who Gives a Crap, which is this um, recycled toilet paper company that oh, wow. we were just, you know, feeling socially conscious and wanted to support this company, and they send you this giant box of toilet paper. Um, so we were stocked. We were making jokes. They're like, oh, well, we're stocked up till the apocalypse. And then, like, you know, a couple weeks later, we're like, oh, my goodness. Like, you it's know, there's beautiful. a run on toilet paper. And we had fortunately just, you know, stockpiled. Also, we had invested in the Tushy, which um, 
if no one has heard of this, it's basically an attachment for your toilets. It's like a bidet. Oh, okay. um, and you can just hook them up to your toilets. So nice. you go through way less toilet paper, which is way, probably too, too, too much information for the internet. No um, such thing. <laughs> it's the internet. This is what we happens. Know everything. Or, you know. But in any case, if you're running low on the TP supplies, order yourself a, a tushy, and it's a game changer anyway. You should share but, that link with us. I, maybe I will. This, okay. this, uh, I suspect that maybe this episode will be full of interesting links by the end, depending on <laughs> how many tricks we have. Greygoose.com. <laughs> <laughs> I've already been doing tequila ads, so you know we've we've got a lot going on here. Um, see, Eric is watching. Hi, Eric. Um, so yeah, it's it's been an interesting time for those of us who are more extroverted too, um, to try okay. to have to adjust. Where do you where are you on the scale? Of I am an extroverted introvert. Okay. Well, how do you describe that? So I'm naturally introverted, and if I'm, I like being around people, but for short periods of time, and um, then I need a long period of time to recharge my batteries mm -hmm. and be human again. Yeah, that's interesting. We were talking about back at time, like my uh, primary characteristics were uh, what, no, the number two was includer, which mm. is, is challenging because it's like I want people around to be involved in things, mm -hmm. and. Um, my number one is strategic. So, like for me, like one of my number one um, well-filling kind of things is uh, game nights with friends, um, and just being able to have friends over. And um, we were talking about that where we have hurricanes here. We'll, sometimes we'll get together and have like hurricane parties, but you can't do that here. This is a disaster, and people are home, but you can't get together with you your can't friends. Get together. Which is a com it's driving me insane. And then, of course, like I said, my other you and I share the the love of tacos. Which is my other, um, you know, normally I go out to taco shops. That's where I do a lot of my writing. And it's my whole lifestyle. So this has derailed me on so many levels. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> my wife's happy as a clam. She's introvert. She is just like, would love just quality family time is like her number mm -hmm. one thing. And like she would do that on any, any weekend. So for us to just have nonstop interrupted family time for a couple weeks, like she's in heaven. <laughs> Whereas, you know, like I'm, I'm going out of Climbing my Climbing the walls. Yeah, a little bit. So I really appreciate you coming on and, and talking to me. I'm like, oh, look, I put a shirt on. I'm happy to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, it's different. It affects everyone differently. And, of course, you know, we're all kind of dealing with it in our own ways. But as far as a writer, writer the, the, of course, the other big game changer was for all the folks who have kids who are now home, who were writing during the day. And now it's like, where are you, when are you getting your writing done? And you've got, in my case, a two-year-old who needs watching all day. Um, yeah, I, I feel really, I mean, Mr. Lucy and I don't have kids. Um, it's just us and our cat. Yeah. And so our routine really has not changed besides we're not going out to lunch anymore. But um, right. people who have kids and spouses and everybody's up in your creative space now, mm -hmm. that has got to be incredibly derailing. And, you know, not to mention that this isn't just like some fun, like, oh, the school got shut down for mold. This is, right. you know, this life and death for many many yeah. many many people it is so you're also managing the emotions of your kids and mm -hmm. you're you know trying to stay ahead of everything with your spouse mm -hmm. um, I saw a really interesting thread from an ex Navy guy he had served on submarines and he was talking about extended periods of time of being like locked in in a boat basically um, and he suggested that you know if your kids are old enough everybody gets the main room like if you don't have 
a space that you can go to and be by yourself in your house. Everybody gets mm -hmm. the main living room for like an hour a day, like one at a time, even the kids, like that's oh, their private space that they can watch whatever they want on TV. Nobody's going to go in and bother them. He said, privacy is really hard to come by. So it's mm -hmm. very, very important that you try to structure that. Yeah. And a, I thought that was really, really interesting. Tip. That's a smart yeah. tip for sure. Um, I've seen other people equating it to um, grief in a way. There's a sense of grief that happens. It's, you're sacrificing parts of your life or obviously we're grieving for a lot of things you know, on a large scale. Um, you know, the country as a whole is hurting. The world as a whole is hurting. Um, there's a lot of different layers to this uh, emotionally. And of course, you know, and sometimes I think there's even, um, in my case, some level of guilt of being like, why should I even care about my writing right now or doing whatever I'm doing when all of this other bad stuff is happening? Mm -hmm. um, which isn't necessarily fair. I mean, there's a, there's a need for, for you know, everyone's talents and, um, you know, a lot of people get a lot of joy. Uh, it was one of the things that you do learn once you are uh, writing for a while is you start get messages from, from readers who say, hey, man, you, your books really helped me out through this hard, tough time. And it can be anything. I mean, I write random, you know, escapist adventure. I know you write, you know, romantic comedy, and you might think well, maybe this isn't something that's you wouldn't think would be life changing, but can be. Um, right. It it doesn't feel <clears throat> important or essential right now, but I think mm -hmm. offering an escape is. I mean, that's all I got, people. Like, <laughs> I I can't I can't go out yeah. and draw blood. I can't go out and you know. Yeah. I mean, I guess I could stock grocery shelves, but I don't know how good I would be at it. I'm I'm not great with visual, you know. <laughs> so this this is yeah. all I have to contribute at this point. I mean, we're we're making grocery runs for friends who can't go. Mm -hmm. We're making sure my parents have toilet paper and they're understanding the the how serious this is and making sure they don't leave the house. But yeah. I feel very helpless right now, and I'm just kind of clinging to. You know, I have a release coming out uh, next month, and I'm still kind of wishy-washy on it. Like, if if not from like a financial standpoint, but if we are terrified as a world, I don't feel right about throwing some light, fluffy thing into everybody's faces and mm -hmm. expecting them to open their wallets. It doesn't feel right. So yeah, there's almost a different tone. Uh, almost that you have to strike. I mean, even with your newsletters, things like that, where you're you can't just come off and ignore this gigantic elephant in the room in everyone's right, room. You know I mean? right. It would be um, insincere, probably. It would come off that way if you were just like, hey, business as normal. Yeah, um, I agree. Which, because everyone's feeling it. Um, Brian commented, he says, I feel, I'm finding it incredibly difficult to get my work done and I was already working from home. Which is, you know, a statement to the fact that like he was set for this already and just mm -hmm. the stress of course and, um, yeah, it's just, different. I mean, yeah, no matter what, different. even if your physical surroundings are exactly the same, that, that does not account for the emotional energy coming at you. That sounded mm -hmm. super hippie woo woo. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> but I mean, every time you log into Facebook, every time you get a news alert on your phone, you are being exposed to the real life situation out there. And that can make it super mm -hmm. difficult to be creative or to be productive. Yeah. And at a certain point, you know, you might just have to stop and yeah. just find yeah. another way to... And it's okay. And I think one of the things that's important to remember is the most important thing we can be doing right now is just staying home. Like, not mm -hmm. getting sick, not overwhelming our hospitals. Right. Um, I saw a, a, a news story today about this doctor who's going to work his shift all day 
at the hospital comes home and sleeping in a tent in his yard so that he doesn't um, contaminate his own house for his, mm -hmm. his wife and kids. And that's the level of sacrifice that, that our first responders are, are doing. That's what they're doing for us. All they're asking is that we just stay home. And But that is a big thing. Like just by staying home and not spreading this thing around, um, you know, that we're doing a service for them. That's what we can do for them uh, who are already given so much to us, which I think was, you know, it, it's hard to, to keep track of that when you feel mm -hmm. like you're not doing anything. Right. Um, but yeah, it's... It, it, the perspective thing is very challenging to, to when you look well, around and see empty streets. Yeah, yeah. How are people in your area? Are they taking it seriously? Well, a mixed bag. Of course, we had all the video footage of Clearwater Beach. Yeah, which, but those were spring breakers. Which they were. They were spring breakers from out of town. They weren't locals. Yeah. I think the locals are taking it very seriously. The mayor of St. Pete is taking it very seriously. Um, they didn't give us an, a, a, a stay-at-home order today. It was like safer at home. They're kind mm. of pushing everyone to, they don't want to completely crush the economy, the local economy. We have, we're very strong on local businesses and right. uh, indie, indie mindset here. Um, so, you know, that, that's something that you have to, you know, consider. Of course, these people are trying to just make a living. There's a lot of people, my friends across the street, my neighbors are just opening a new brewery. Uh, they were just about to have a brand new, brand new grand opening. Mm -hmm. um, I know a, um, a, a local vegan restaurant we, we want, we're excited about. They just had their opening delayed. Because you can't have a big ribbon cutting right now um, for anything. So all your big plans are you know, are going down the, down the drain. Lindsay Broker's watching. She says, hi, guys. I have so many people thanking me for putting out new stories right now. Um, of course, it wasn't my plan. Let's see if I can get the read to launch, I can't get it to read the rest of this. Oh, launch a new series into COVID land. I think people are desperate for entertainment and an escape. I'm also trying to emphasize my freebies and put together some bonuses too for those who are tight on funds. Now I'll drink hard cider. Yeah, join us in the drinking, Lindsay. Um, you earned it. Um, of course, um, Lindsay Broker, if you haven't already checked out her podcast, if you're looking for more uh, content during this time. She has the Six Figure Author podcast and uh, formerly was also the host of the uh, Science Fiction and Fantasy Marketing podcast, which I've listened to for years. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be a guest on that show at once, one time. And Lindsay's been on this show um, a year or so ago and uh, is a wealth of knowledge. So yeah, definitely um, thank you for, for commenting, Lindsay. I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, and, uh, the, the great point that she makes about a chance to offer some freebies um, I know I did this myself, this my last newsletter, I sent out a whole bunch of those uh, review codes that ACX gives us for audiobooks, and people snatched them up. It was the biggest response I've ever gotten. I've tried that before, it had sort of marginal response. Mm -hmm. This time, I had a flood of emails of people saying, yep, yeah, absolutely, send me over an audiobook, I would love to, to listen to it. And um, so if there's ways for you to, to try to, you know, maybe put out a, a book that's for free, some give back in some way. Um, not out of a sense of, you know, this is, I'm going to make money off this on the, on the tail end, but um, just, you know, connecting with people. I think the opportunity to really connect and under, you know, empathize, like you're saying, with people's problems, um, that means giving away some ebooks or audiobook codes or whatever it is. I think that's a way that you can remind your readers that you really do care about them right. and that you're grateful for their reading. And of course, reading's a, Great activity. Your to be red pile that's been waiting around for you for a while. Now when, when do you time. get to, <laughs> all those books are having a moment right now. <laughs> um, 
assuming you're not too stressed out to read. Right. <laughs> yeah. So that's um, any other advice you've heard um, going around other authors you talk to, things like that about how they're dealing with this particular crisis? Hmm. It's it's such a, a personal reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people are dealing with a lot more than I am. A lot of people are at home with immunocompromised people. So they are absolutely in fear that something is going to happen. Um, a lot of people are living in multi-generational homes and they're getting no privacy. And it's just, this is such a huge and temporary transition. Nobody knows how to get used to a temporary new normal, Mm -hmm. especially when it's changing. It changes here in Pennsylvania pretty quickly. Um, our governor's very proactive on this. So we're, uh, we're, isolating we're supposed to stay home um all non-essential businesses are supposed to be closed um but there are several counties under a shelter in place order so that means you don't leave you stay county county by county they're doing it yes um so they're going basically it's pennsylvania is such a big state Mm -hmm. they're going by the counties that are seeing the most um action from COVID 19. So we're right in the middle. Um, I am anticipating a shelter-in-place order here in the next couple of days, probably. Yeah. So with things just keep changing, and the news keeps coming in, and I think it's it's been difficult for all of us who have probably been living a very similar routine for a very long time. Yeah. But I think one of the things that one of the good things that this is going to offer us is a chance to take a step back and really, really look at what's essential to us, what's important to us. Are we living the lives we want to, or are we, in my case, just going through a to-do list every single day, <laughs> checking things off? And I, I don't know. I think I think some good can come out of this if we're conscious and and careful and empathetic and and all yeah. of that. So yeah, yeah it's just, it's different for every single person. And yeah. so for everybody who's taking it seriously, for everybody who's staying home, thank you. We yeah. appreciate you. 100%. Um, Cecilia Mack is watching. She says, help, waving hello to my fellow Pennsylvanian. Cecilia! So yeah, Sissy and I were talking earlier. She is a fellow introvert, or I'm sorry, extrovert as well. She's you know, oh, 100% yeah. extroverted. And you know, I kind of, I sent her a message earlier, like, how are you doing with this? And, um, you know, it, it's, it's difficult for everyone. Like I said, everyone's dealing with it in their own ways. Um, so we'll have to get uh, Sissy on for a, one of these nightclub versions of Book Faces at some point to see how she's doing. Um, she was talking about maybe doing like an author Zoom call or something like that. Just to like, you know, just check in on your friends. You know, like I I, I've it. been doing a lot of just going through my, I've been, it's one of my habits this year, kind of my New Year's resolutions anyway, was as I'm on my walks with my dog, I just sort of scroll through my phone. And say, who haven't I talked to in a while? You know, mm-hmm. maybe I'll check on them. And just twenty-minute conversation while I'm out walking the dog. Hey, how are you? How are you doing? Um, how are you dealing with this? And I think in this time of isolation, those social connections can—I know they help me. Mm-hmm. So um, even though I do it, I mean, it's probably semi-selfish. Like I'm looking to reach out and connect with people, but I know that it probably helps um, with others as well. I've had, it's been a good response anyway to people that have been, yeah, thanks for calling. Thanks for checking mm-hmm. in. Thanks for saying hi. I think it's important to reach out to people who are living alone right mm-hmm. now also. Yeah. I didn't think about it, but one of the authors, I, I saw her Facebook post yesterday and she lives alone and she's she's on, she's in shelter in place. So she's oh, not wow. leaving her apartment. And um, 
she was talking about different ways that she found to still feel like she's around people. Like the comedian Jim Gaffigan is live streaming his family dinners. Oh, so good it's like, for him. Because they have so many kids, they wanted to open it up and, and make you feel like you were having dinner with a big family. And I thought that was a really awesome uh, thing for them to do. And I it definitely, I, I realized that there are quite a few people I know who live alone that, you know, they're, they're not getting any contact. You know, I was saying the other day, Tim is the only person I've hugged in 10 days. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and some of us... Um... You know, if you listen to or have read, you know, the five love languages, some of it's like personal touch. Some people, that's right. their love language, a physical yeah. contact. And if you're a single person right now, you know, living alone and you're not getting that physical contact, what's that doing to your mental right. health? Um, some of those primary things we talk about, like our own, everyone's got their own personality, but it's layered. And, and if those, some of those primary things are not there for you, uh, it can be very, very depressing. Um, that's that's a really good point. I had I thought, I'm, I'm, Thank you. I'm doing a, a refill too right now on the side here. Mm. A little extra, extra shot. So jealous. I <laughs> never, I've still never had that tequila. Well, I probably don't deserve it since I broke a whole bottle. <laughs> you christened the parking lot. Some for your yeah. some for your homies. You know, a lot of homies. <laughs> um, Apparently. Yeah. Ooh. So Ooh, next, the jalapeno olive. Assuming we still have Nink this year. Um, we'll, we'll get you another bottle when you come down. That sounds um, good. But because it, it is, it has not been a great year for author conferences. Um, mm -hmm. Of course, RWA had um, imploded. Uh, I think may, might be a good term for it. Mm -hmm. um, and they, you know, people were kind of coming out of the ashes of that. And then, um, of course, they did manage to get the the self publishing show uh, done. In, in London, just in the nick of time, sounds like, before they all uh, closed everything. But the London Book Fair was closed. I'm sure there's quite a few other um, conferences that will be um, canceled coming up. So as far as opportunities to network and connect with other authors will be limited this year, it sounds like. Um, did you have any other um, scheduled plans that got canceled in your author world? Yeah, any we, signings, well, things like that? This was the year that I was really concerned about being able to get writing done because we had so many things planned. Um, we did, we went to, I turned 40 in January. So we took my brother and his wife and my sister and her husband to Barbados to celebrate. And then we were going to go to London for the SPF show, but we mm -hmm. were really concerned about being able to get back. Yeah. And it's a good thing we didn't go cause we wouldn't have gotten our flights and all of that stuff was, was a total disaster. So by the way, Hilton didn't give us any money back. Oh my gosh. God, we got a credit from the airline, but Hilton's like, no, we're keeping $4,000. You're oh welcome. Gosh. Yeah. Thanks, Hilton. So not so. this episode is not an endorsement of the Hilton. Uh, mm, yeah, and we're members. Do you think they would have? Yeah, so all we got from Hilton was a couple of free bottles of water last year. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I guess it wasn't free. $4,000. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. So yeah. we didn't go to that, but I think that was the right call. Yeah. My signing in... Oh, I was going to speak at a local RWA chapter in Valley Forge um, in April. That was canceled. Um, we had a signing in Nashville scheduled for the first weekend of May, and that's been rescheduled until next year. Um, and then in June, we're supposed to go to Scotland. Everything's booked. Mm. It's a signing, and we were going to be there for 10 days and explore. I've never been to Europe. 
We thought this was going to be super amazing. Yeah. And um, Scotland hasn't, they've issued, they've canceled events, but not quite that far out. They're really close. And yeah. um, they, I'm, I don't want to like cause a panic or anything, but I don't think things have turned a corner there yet. In fact, I, yeah. I don't feel super hopeful that it will happen this year. Um, so, yeah. but they're doing their best to look at dates for 2021. So basically, and we have a family cruise coming up in July oh. with Mr. Lucy's family and yeah. we were going to go to Bermuda. So it's just so weird to think that all of these things I was worried about, you know, our pass, our passports are going to expire. We have to turn them in and, you know, renew them and everything. Yeah. And, worried about this and that and getting things to the signing in Scotland. And then all of a sudden, all of that just goes away. And, yeah. <laughs> and you kind of, I don't know what to worry about now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These are, these were all things that would have stressed us out a, yes. a huge amount before. Yeah. And all of if a sudden everything been... was reinstated to the way it was today, I would yeah. be so di I would be a much different person. I would be like, okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. We, I'm not concerned. <laughs> And it's interesting how that is. We've lived through some some big events. 9-11, uh, mm -hmm. of course, being probably one of the biggest. Um, but we are right now in the middle of something else that's history changing. And mm -hmm. it's kind of hard to see it necessarily because we're in it right now. And we're so used to our normal. And we are so um, not used to changing our routines and things like that. We're resistant to change, even mentally. That, oh no, we can't possibly be that bad. Like there's this voice in the back of your head thinking, oh right. no, it's going to go back to normal. Um, but you only have to look a couple, you know, weeks into the future by looking at Italy, you know, looking at um, other countries who are dealing with us that are ahead of us on this curve, and like we can literally see the future. Yeah. Uh, right now, it's a rare opportunity where that's the case, where we see how this spreads, we know what's going to happen, and the future doesn't look great for the next at least few weeks. Yeah, and, um, but yeah. The, it also gives us the opportunity to make those the correct decisions yes. sooner. Yeah, absolutely. Learn from those choices that other people have made. Learn from the people who are literally sending us messages. Yeah, I've been posting them up. You know, some of the Italians who are just saying, "Pay attention! Like this is what's happening." Uh, we live in an amazing time of the internet and that kind of accessibility, where we have access to just instant, you know, connection to people. Um, so I think it's we're very fortunate that way because this would have blindsided us completely differently. Mm. Yeah. Um, you know, a different century. Of course, who knows? May not have ever spread in a different century. We didn't have air travel like the way we do now. But true. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of question marks you could argue. I'm sure about whether this would have ever happened at a different time. That's what Twitter's for, or Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the internet is forever. So we'll people researchers will go back and study. The, the Reddit comments, yeah. um, you know, 50 years from now, we'll go back and look and see what our mindset was like and, and uh, why we got into this mess in the first place. Don't judge us based on the <laughs> <of> Reddit comments. <laughs> Dear future, uh, it wasn't all, all our fault. We'll do a time capsule. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I was thinking about actually just, you know, doing a little, I used to do a lot of journaling. I haven't done a lot of that. This is one of those times where it's like, yeah, maybe I should write this stuff down because this is mm -hmm. kind of a unique time to be in. Because you know your kids are going to come to you yeah. in 10, 15 years because they're working on something in school and they're going to yeah. ask you about this. Yeah, absolutely. 
And we were thinking about that. I mean, my daughter's two years old, so she won't remember any of this. She has no right. idea what's going on. Um, but it's interesting that she's living through this thing that she has no concept of. And um, I don't know. It's it's just weird. Every once in a while, there's those moments where like, is this history? Are we mm-hmm. living through history? And then this one, of course, just hits you over the head with it. Obviously, there's yeah. no way this is not a major historical event. Yeah. Yeah, for science, especially, and um, politically, it's, you know, who knows what's going to come of it. But um, but for all of us, I'm sure we will all remember how we behaved. And I personally have, have learned that I am not nearly as strong as I think I am. <laughs> After a couple, like this morning, I had an almost meltdown just thinking that I'm going to run out of, like, smoothie supplies, you know, for my morning smoothie. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like, my life is changing. I'm well, it being is, personally it is affected. It's like self-soothing behavior. This is something like stocking up um, and like making grocery lists, stocking up, planning meals, mm-hmm. inventorying what you have. That's self-soothing behavior right now. It, it yeah. gives you a sense that you have a little bit of control over this. Yeah. So it's it totally made I, I get I got really nervous because I was like, OK, well, I know this this shelter in place is coming. What what do I need? What do we have? What How can I get it? And, um, so once I had everything that I was pretty sure that we were going to need, I was like, okay, all right, I'm okay. I took control. I have no control over anything, but (laughs) I can now make apple crisps. So, oh, congratulations. Although (laughs) I was like, okay, bread's really hard to find. Um, we got lucky. We, we got, we found some bread at one of the grocery stores. We got some for our friend. Um, I was like, okay, what happens when we need more yeah. and I was like okay well maybe I could make my own I don't have a bread maker so I was looking up recipes and I was like yeah. "Ooh, yeast I need yeast yeah. I was looking that up it's gone there's no yeast there's no oh, yeast left gosh. in the world right now and then I started thinking I don't eat bread <laughs> I don't eat sandwiches <laughs> I don't eat toast I don't eat yeah. bread I, I I just don't yeah and I'm like, why? Why did I just waste 45 minutes of my life trying to figure out how to make bread and find yeast? And- yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's funny because, like, my wife is the opposite end of that spectrum. She loves to ba- make everything. Um, I was, there was a meme going around, too, that was kind of funny that said, um, we have entered an unprecedented era of recipe substitutions. Ooh, yes. <laughs> it was just like, so and she true. was like, oh, that's so true. But like, she's stockpile. Like, she loves to cook. So she's got all, it's like her time to shine. I can tell she's like, we don't need to go to this grocery store for, for weeks. Like, we are good. I've got this covered. And she is also, you know, pregnant. So she's been sort of prepping for maternity leave. So we've got, you know, 27 different freezer meals, you know, stashed in our multiple freezers that, you know, I'm not going to call it nesting, but there was kind of like, like a nesting thing it happens where she was like prepping you know she's prepping for this pregnancy and yep. um uh, and thank god she did because I, when stuff hits my radar it's like you know a day out i'm like oh right you know oh i need to do this thing pretty much right now <laughs> and, and now is not the time to have that personality type in charge um so the fact that she's been planning in advance <laughs> is like you know saving me a hundred percent uh that's funny you should buy her flowers when this is all over. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> and tacos. As, as soon as we can brave the grocery store. Um, yeah. Yeah. I wonder how many people, I wonder how the florist industry is doing right now. I probably. I don't know. I, I usually buy from the books, B-O-U-K-S dot com. They're like eco-sourced and they have oh, like 
special farmers in Ecuador and California and everything. And I got an email from them that everything was like 25% off. So yeah. I was like, hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't order any, but um, I figured you're still helping the economy. <laughs> no, absolutely. And that's a big thing. It's like, if you can, I mean, I went to my one taco place that I braved last week and definitely over Which one? Yeah, what's that? Which oh, it's one? Uh, Papo's. Yeah, which you have been to. Yeah, we, we went there during our taco tour, I think, which was excellent. Um, which we need to repeat. We need to do some more taco mm-hmm. tours. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> my friend John And not from it. my kitchen. Friend John says, I know where you live. He knows where my stockpile of food is now. So. <gasps> <laughs> um, Kay says, I'm reading book 11 of the Survivalist series by Arthur T. Ooh. Bradley. Started before COVID-19, but it's about a pandemic. Um, yeah, there's, it's interesting to see that people are are binging like pandemic-related things. Like there was a um, a Matt Damon movie on Netflix from 2011 that was like the, the number one or one of the top movies being um, watched. It was just called I think it was called Contagion, possibly. Yeah. And it's interesting yeah. if people are like turning to entertainment as education, and they're saying, "Well, well how would Matt Damon handle this problem?" He got off Mars, so he must be Because right now, I cannot sit still. Like, I've never, I usually, if I'm watching a movie, I usually have to get up at least once. And like, just, I don't know. I just have to move. Um, But I am having the hardest time. I sit down, you can see, I was trying to figure something out to watch tonight. Yeah. I couldn't come up with any, I mean, there's thousands and thousands of options, and I just can't connect with anything at all <laughs> yeah yeah it's tough and like i was initially excited like, last week before things had got i mean things were getting bad but like i was laid up with my hernia surgery anyway and we have this uh projector screen in our mm-hmm. room so as i have like a movie theater experience in our in our bedroom and um i actually had the, the room to myself because i was recuperating and just i couldn't get out of bed so i was like initially i was excited Initially, i was like oh yeah i'm gonna watch all the movies i wanted to watch but like i watched a couple and then i was like Wah, wah. you know kind of like it mm-hmm. it lost all of its you know shine really quickly um in the light of all this and again like i said i've got this to read pile of books that would be a great time to try to dive into but again it's like we're picking up our phones we're checking the news we're seeing mm-hmm. how's everyone else doing like, yeah are we are things worse now and uh, i think there is a factor of that like are people really going to be buying a lot of books in this time of crisis um you know like i Initially, like logically, you think, oh yeah, that people have this downtime they they want to read, but do they? You know, so I mean, it might of course you've got a launch coming up, so that's something to factor in. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we'll report back in a couple of weeks with a bigger bottle of tequila and see <laughs> um, see see how it went. I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts? Do you think? Do you, what do you think about the entertainment? I mean, obviously we're consuming a lot of entertainment because. I think, so I think people who aren't used to being at home all day will be consuming a lot more entertainment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me, I'm, I've been home. I've been a full-time author for five years, maybe. I don't know, math. Yeah. Vodka. <laughs> Let's say five years. So I've sure. been doing this full-time from home for five years. And the, the dumb part is... So I'm coming to the end of the book that I'm working on, right? Yeah. And when that happens, I am completely consumed by just that one thing, usually. 
So I don't have room for anything else in my life, like laundry or cooking dinner or returning texts or any, my entire focus is on getting that draft finished because that's the hardest part. So once I get into edits, then I'm like, let's go to dinner. Let me text you back. Let me go through my 50,000 million emails and respond yeah. to a couple. Yeah. So right now I'm, I'm feeling this like pool of, I need to finish this book. And in order to finish it, I cannot be an informed citizen, but we're also going through the biggest crisis our world has experienced in my lifetime right. together yeah. at the same time. So entertainment for me just is not entertaining. Usually I have like one audiobook going and two books going at the same, like reading. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Um, just cause I, you know, I don't like to commit to one thing. Yeah. So I'm listening to two audiobooks and I'm in the middle of reading four books right wow. now, just because depending on my mood and you know, I have five minutes here, what am I going to pick up? What am I going to listen yeah. to? What am I going to read? Yeah. Um, so, but I think that I'm the um, exception to the rule. I think most people who have been working out of the home, they're going to take the next couple of weeks as an opportunity to really, really unwind, to really be in their homes with their families. Mm. And then they might get a little tired of that and they might need some reading. <laughs> yeah, possibly. I know I just had a comment from Janelle. She says, I miss work. I'm not an at-home person. I'm realizing this about myself. And that's, there's no shame in that. Like I know my, wow. my wife, when she was home on maternity leave, after a couple months, she was getting kind of twitchy. Like, I miss my job. Kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, that's, that's, and there's no nothing wrong with that either. Like, we're not all cut out to just be homebodies. That's not necessarily right. our personality types. Um, and to your point, like, I, I've been listening to more books sort of sporadically um, as an escape from the news. Like, I'm out walking mm -hmm. my dog, and I'm like, hey, I'm out of the house. Like, I'm away from all of this, why don't I just tune into this book I'm listening to and just right. try to, again, escape, but um, just to disconnect uh, and get be somewhere else. And it's interesting. It's making me think about fiction differently, though, because I feel like there's going to be a pre-COVID-19 era. Now yeah. there's going to be a post-COVID-19 era, and they're going to be different. And like, <laughs> I almost like look at like, oh, remember back when before people knew this was a thing that could happen? Like, look Everything. at how naive they were. I so I was uh, doing a recommendation for a book on BookBub. Yeah. My BookBub profile is me touching my face, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. oh, mm -hmm. that was fine. That was fine a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Now it makes me itchy. Yeah. The um, what was the other thing? Oh, there was something really weird. I can't remember now. But it brings it to your consciousness, of course. Like you're oh, 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 I know yeah. what it was. It was the toilet paper commercial. Uh, okay. The little girl was upset with her dad because he missed her game or her recital or something. Yeah. So she locks herself in her room and he takes yeah. a roll of toilet paper and writes a message on it and feeds it through her, through to her under the door. Yeah. And I saw it, I had seen it before all of this. And then I yeah. just saw it two nights ago. I was like, they need to pull that commercial. People <laughs> are going to lose their minds. That was yeah. such a waste. Why didn't you yeah. just talk to some of the uh, jokes I saw going around were people's cats and dogs who had gone and, and pulled down all the toilet. The cats, of course, love that. And like, he, and someone would said com the comment was, "I can't explain to my cat the seriousness of what he, what he's just done." You know, like they just don't understand. 
And yeah, it's just like you have this new perspective on the world. I'm even watching commercials with groups of people getting together yeah. doing stuff. Like there's commercials of people on the is beach. Different. Have, everything is different. We don't know when it's going to be different again. Yeah. And we don't know if our old normal is ever going to come back the way it yeah. it had been. I mean, I have to believe, I'm an optimist, I have to believe that it, that it will. I'm hoping that this is, you know, by the end of summer, we're going to see some changes and it's going to be I mean, looking at china i might obviously oh, they're a they're a state-run everything they had teams of people out spraying the streets with antiseptic like you watch the videos of some of these guys in like full hazmat suits going through the malls like literally spraying every surface and we're not doing that so right. um they built hospitals in days yeah and there's a thing our personal freedoms um, that we love here in America, obviously may get in the way of some of those things that they could do right. in state run. I saw videos of them like literally dragging people away who weren't complying with their their orders, um, which, you know, thank goodness we don't have to deal with that. But it's also, you can understand that maybe they were able to, you know, tamp this thing down a little bit more aggressively than we would be comfortable with as a country. Mm -hmm. And you wonder if that, will that make it last longer? Are we in, in for it for a little bit more? Um, it's hard to say. You know, there's a lot of question yeah. marks here that we just don't know the answers to, unfortunately. But we're going to hope for the best. Yeah, absolutely. And um, we're going to you know, obviously try to stay positive. And, um, you know, there's going to be major changes. Obviously, we're doing a, a nighttime episode of Book Faces Live while drinking. And, you know. And Twinkies. <laughs> you need fancy Twinkies. And, um, mm. But I, I really appreciate you being willing to do this tonight and come on and talk. And I'm always happy to talk and drink. Yeah, no, absolutely. It's how we met, honestly. It is that we did it's meet true. at a bar at Nick, it's um, true. hanging out, so it's, it's fitting. And then um, I found out you're a pilot, and I said, hey, <laughs> can you take us flying? And you said yes. Yep, very first ever. <laughs> Uh, faces live outing technically before it even existed we did the mm -hmm. authors in airplanes you were my first mm -hmm. author in an airplane <laughs> and uh, started it all yes. which you know high five yeah fingers air, yeah internet five <laughs> <laughs> um, you know fingers crossed we'll be able to do again this year and we'll be able to see all of yeah. our, our loved ones and friends at, at Nink again this year and, and uh, like I said wishing everyone the best in, in this you know difficult time um, so yeah, whether you're a reader, whether you're a writer, whoever you are, you know, watching, we, you know, we hope you're staying safe, you know, not everyone has a chance to be, you know, to stay home, of course, you know, we got our people who are out there on the front lines. Yeah, absolutely. I did see there was a, um, I think Mark Dawson posted something that was going around about sending books to deliberately to, uh, first responders and, and medical people. They think they were trying to get together Kindles possibly to send out. Oh, okay. um, there are some interesting um, things that we can do as an author community um, to give back, of course, you know, to our readers. And uh, Marilyn says meditation sounds like it would help. Yeah, that there's. I have been meditating my ass off. I'm I mean, not even kidding you. Like this, that was my goal for this year to really start taking it seriously. And so I think the last week of December I started just about every day but yeah. i've been meditating like two three times a day now i use the calm app but yeah it oh nice it's it makes a big difference i would highly recommend it and i am very sad that it's taken me this long to embrace the habit <laughs> yeah well that's a good that's a good tip though um we'll have to check in with you about that in the future and, and uh see how it's going now if 
if not now, then when, right? Yep. Um, <laughs> you're going to learn to meditate, you know. Now's the time. Now's time for a lot of things. Although, to be fair, I, I've heard a lot of um, interesting conversations. There, there were some talks going around. I think it was maybe the Selmore Book Show or something like that. They were talking about how um, during the plague, there was a lot of, you know, previous quarantines. Shakespeare apparently wrote like three plays during like a plague um, isolation yeah. Yeah. stint. You know, don't feel like he, you have to do that. But he also didn't have kids at home with him, by the way. Very true. Oh, so it was that's a completely important. Different that's time. an important designation. Yeah, <laughs> and women literally did everything for the men back then. Like they cooked and cleaned. It's like, true. Men didn't yeah. have to do anything. Yeah, all he had, and there was no TV or internet. So what else yeah. was he going to do? I'm I'm not trying to like crap on Shakespeare, of course. I'm just saying, like, don't feel pressured to be Shakespeare now. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, I think that's fair. See, well, I'm gonna get hate mail. <laughs> Your anti-Shakespeare rhetoric is just has no place here. Lucy no. score two seventy-five Cumberland Parkway, number three fifteen Mechanicsburg. <laughs> oh, you just you're there. welcoming the hate mail. <laughs> All right, there you go. I'm. Oh, I know you're only putting that address out there because you're moving soon. So. <laughs> well that's that's not our oh good address. good it good, wasn't good. was it <laughs> <laughs> i don't think it, i don't think it was our house address we're a couple of drinks no, in so it better not have been that's our business good good your business can handle candle the, the hate mail the anti-shakespeare <laughs> hate mail um oh it, brian says and isaac newton invented calculus during the plague oh so bar has been raised thank you brian well, Brian, find out if he had children in the house. <laughs> <laughs> What's the level and if of someone was cooking though? him dinner. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But this has been a lot of fun. Um, thank you for for taking the time, like I said, to do this. And thanks for uh, calling. You know, my thanks to Mr. Lucy and Cleo as well for uh, sparing you during this. And, uh, this. This has been the highlight of my day. I'm not you can take lie. her longer. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Lucy's starting to show Thanks. cracks. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to need to do some updates. We'll check in on you again in, in, okay. in a couple weeks, see how things are holding up. I'll send you some proof of life for Mr. Lucy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're not worried about you. We're really worried about him. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, thank you everyone for, for watching and for listening. Like I said, I wasn't sure we were going to be able to even get an episode in this week, but uh, Lucy scored to the rescue. Uh, thankfully, we we pulled something off, and this may be this may be more of what the future of Book Faces Live looks like for the next few weeks. This may be evening drinking author happy hour episodes. Um, this may be what what goes on for the next few weeks, just because the day to day is so disrupted. So, thank you for your uh, for continuing to listening listen and to to watch these episodes, and and, and obviously take good care of yourselves, and uh, stay healthy, stay safe, and uh, we'll hopefully see you again in a future episode. Lucy, thank you so much for being here. Much Thanks for having it. me. All right. Talk to you again soon.